conversations around good. Yo, we talking. The conversations around good. Yo, yo, we talking. Yo. Conversations, conversations, conversations around the good. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am so excited that you're about to listen in on another episode of the Made Possible by podcast. I wanted to take a quick second to let you know exactly what we do. Made Possible by makes giving easy for community-minded businesses and provide a more effective way to share their stories of good. Now let's jump into the podcast. Welcome to the Made Possible by Podcast, where we have conversations around good with community-minded individuals. We hope that today's episode inspires you to go out and do good. And for joining us for another conversation around good, I am Tracy with Made Possible by, and we do two things at Made Possible. We make giving easy for community-minded businesses, and we provide them a better way to share their stories of good. And this is one of the ways that we do that. I say this almost every time. This is one of my favorite roles uh, that I get to do in my world is that I get to meet cool people who are doing cool things in their communities and finding unique ways to give back. And today I'm excited to introduce to you Marcus Jackson of Urban Bridge. Marcus, thank you for taking time today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. So Marcus ordered some lunch and his DoorDash showed up right as we were getting ready to have our conversation. So uh, poor guy, he, he, we took a break and let him eat his sandwich for a minute, but so uh, he also, he, well, no, you got to eat, you got to eat. And he has a three month old. So if you hear little happy sounds or maybe not so happy sounds in the background, that's okay. Cause this is real life and we're, we're happy to have little people, right? Well, you know, she's with mama now. And I think, I think uh, she, She's in. She's a little happier now than. Okay. Yeah. I I can't provide what mom can. So. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's better when mom's around. That's oh, yeah. great. Okay, I want to tell our listeners a little bit about you, Marcus, and then I'll let you jump in and uh, tell us more about Urban Bridge. So Marcus is um, an East Side Oklahoma City native. He has a passion for community development. With a backdrop as an award-winning music producer, Marcus has won the prestigious Dev Award and Stellar Award, which I'm really excited to hear more about that. I've never interviewed anyone who's done that. That's cool. Uh, while music is his passion, his love for his community grabbed his attention. And over the past decade and a half, he has birthed several regional impacting programs and trained urban leaders nationally. Marcus was also a keynote speaker at TEDx, and he's currently overseeing a $2 million capital campaign for the Bridge Impact Centers, which focuses on mentorship, mental health, and leadership development in urban areas. So, Marcus, thank you again. Um, there's so much there that I want to hear about. I don't know where to start, but let's start with uh, you tell us something unique about you and something that brought you joy this week. Okay, so... Um, a unique thing about me that most people notice when they see me is that I can't grow facial hair and that's kind of silly, but, um, 
I'm 37 years old and no one when they meet me think 37 because I can't get a beard or a mustache to come in. So when people hear about the work I do, they're always like, wait, how old are you? You know, because I say, well, I've been working with young people for 15 years. And they're like, when did you start when you were 15? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so, that's, that's a harder problem for men, but women, we want those things. <laughs> One, yes, we do not want facial hair for sure, but we want to look young. But I know yeah. for men that that's harder. That's harder. My son no. has a hard time as well growing the facial hair. I don't know what that is. Do you have any ideas? Um, it could Genetic, be clearly. genetics. Yeah, it's just. It's just a tragedy, and I try. I've done all the. I don't don't send me any tips. I've tried them all. I've shaved. <laughs> I've done all type of things. It's just not happening. So it's not happening. That's okay. I did when I when I saw your picture that you sent. I thought, wow, he's really young for everything that he's done. <laughs> so yeah, but you'll you'll appreciate that when you get older. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So what brought you joy this week? Not shaving. Did shave not shaving bring you joy? <laughs> um. What, what brought me joy this week is um, I was able to take some quality time with, with a, a young person in the community and really just share my heart with them. And it was really a really uh, special moment. And I believe that it had the potential to be like a life changing or direction changing uh, conversation with that with that kid. Um, and that brought me a lot of joy to be able to. This everything's moved so fast now and everybody's on phones and you know, so to have someone sit with you and just talk, especially a fourteen year old, um, that just brought me a lot of joy. Remind me why I do what I do. Yes, and I'm sure it brought him a lot of joy as well and just helping him get a vision for his future or I mean I don't I don't know what you were talking about, but <laughs> clearly it was something life along those lines, so. yeah. Yes, that's great. Okay, so tell us about your TED Talk. What was your TED Talk about? My TED Talk was about collaboration and about how um, everything's better when people work together, when people take the the spice or the thing that they bring to the table um, and bring it all for the for one common goal. And so um, from the from the I would say from the perspective or the vantage point of community service for example some people bring if I, if we're doing a project outside some people may bring soil some people bring their hands and their labor and some people fund it you know um but everybody brings their part and when everybody comes in and does their part you know i use music as the as the framework for my ted talk um but that's how you make beautiful music is that everyone brings their expertise on their instrument together and it makes a song and it makes it full and we're just better. We're just, we just sound so much better when we're all working together. Oh, totally. I mean, any music pretty much, but I think of a symphony, you know, I mean, they all sound great individually, but you put that together and it's beautiful. It's so many people too, you know, like, yeah. I don't know if people really process how many people are in an orchestra and a symphony. Like it can be up to a hundred people on that stage and, and you're listening and it's one song, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but one person can mess that song up, but also all the people on one page, you know, can make for an incredible, you know, time. So 
Oh, I like that picture. Everybody on one page. Because yeah. when you're in when you're playing this the a song together, you're all on the same page, yeah. following the same notes. Mm. Boy, that's a life lesson right there, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I know sometimes in my marriage we joke that not only are we not on the same ba- page, I don't think we're in the same book. You know, so sometimes it's it's hard to get the community together to do that. So, mm-hmm. oh, I, I like that. So, tell us about um, winning the Dove Awards and the Stellar Awards. So, you're an artist yourself, but you're also a music producer. So, were you producing yes. on that end? Were you making the music? I mean, what was your what's the story? So, for the two awards, both were uh, based on producing. So, I had the opportunity to work with. Um, the highly acclaimed Dove Award, Stella Award, and Grammy Award winning Lecrae. Uh, Ooh, with Reach nice. Yes, and so there was a that that was a really cool opportunity. Um, I had known I had met him a few times in the past, but there was actually a connection that happened from a mutual friend that had some music that I had done for him, and he's in the studio with Lecrae, and Lecrae's like, "Wait, who did this?" And he's like, Cadence, which is my producer artist name, Cadence okay. did it. And that was kind of like, I got a text and it's like, hey, it's Lecrae, can I call you? And he called me, we talked, had an awesome conversation. And he's like, I've been following your sound for a minute. I just didn't connect the dots that that was you doing that stuff, even though we had met. And he's like, I need, I need some music for some things I'm working on and uh, that night I started working on some stuff and sending the music. I mean, we actually, so the first thing we did together, it was like that night. Like I, he called me that evening. I went in the studio and by the end of the night, he had some in his inbox and he was like, this is perfect. And so that was the first collaboration we were able to have on music. And then, um, for the project right, right after that, following that, he reached out again and, um, I literally only sent him one one production piece and he's like that's it you know and he used that one and so that's the one that got the dove award even though the first one was more popular mm-hmm. the second one is where he got the dove uh he got a stellar for both of those projects though nice so what songs are you on then of his um on his album rebel i did a song called it's called go hard featuring tadashi and then on the um, rehab overdose project. There was a song called um, "More." And okay, yes. Okay, nice. So, when you say you're making music, are you keyboards? What are you? Are, are you writing lyrics? What are you? So, uh, music production. So, I basically compose. So, okay. Um, if you mute the artist, then I'm. I did all That's of you. that. All of that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You're talented. I have moments. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm a fan of Lecrae. My boys are definitely fans of Lecrae, so I'll have to go back and I'm sure, especially you said, which one was popular? Was it the Go Hard? Go Hard. Yeah. Go Hard. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to go check that out. Nice. Congratulations. When was that? 2000. Go Hard was 2010, 2009, and then 2011. Okay. I believe. Yeah. It was, nice. good, it was a good minute. I mean, I, I mean, I blinked and it was like 
I remember I, I remember the first time I was like, was that five years ago? You know, just like everything happened so fast during that time period. Mm-hmm. What was it like to hear your music on the radio? Unbelievable. Uh, it didn't it didn't feel real. Actually, the first the first time I didn't know the name of the song or anything. So I sent him the track. Um, I didn't know anything. I go to Walmart, buy the CD, put it in, and I'm just waiting for it to come in. I'm listening. I'm trying to play it. And then it comes on. And I remember just like, oh, snap. Like, I mean, even what they did with it, I was I was really excited about the outcome. Uh, that is so cool. I can't even... I can't even imagine something that and you made it that one night and that one time. Yeah. As an artist, you know, I think the biggest thing you, you hope is that your art is appreciated. Um, because, you know, when you create it, you don't, you know, that's why I, people don't really think of music this way. But art is like, think about it. Most artists, their goal is to be in a gallery. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, they want to sell it and that's okay, but really they just want people to see it and admire it and acknowledge it by, yeah. you know, so it's like, just come look at what I've been working on. So being on a project that, um, was on like a mainstream scale, things like that. It was really cool for people to just hear it and just know that I did something that people were able to appreciate and, and enjoy. So. And enjoy. That's so great. Oh man. So tell us about why you started Urban Bridge. What was the genesis moment or what was the motivation? So um, Urban Bridge, so we had, it's, it's three founders. It's me, Vernon Dees, and a guy named James Jackson. And Vernon, he's so great. Vernon, Group Fly, you gotta check them out. Yes, yes. Uh, and Vernon's been a mentor to me since I was 20. Um, and I was working with Youth for Christ for 12 years. On the 10th year working for Youth for Christ, which is really focused on uh, discipleship, building relationships on school campuses, um, and just really um, trying to trying to do our best to connect young people, not only to uh good mentors but also to help them be able to navigate high school life through its through the biblical or the godly perspective you know so that they can be set for the year and become like spiritually independent which most people find themselves spiritually in college and we're like let's try to like get you a little bit grounded before college so that you mm-hmm. make it through college and very rewarding work, incredible work. Um, but serving on the Northeast community where I'm at, I was just like, man, like I really like to figure out a way to get more time than we're getting on the campus with these students. Um, honestly, every day if I can, you know, like because I grew up over here and I understood that like when I was at Douglas and Northeast at the time doing doing ministry over there, you know, we have a lunch period and then we like try to come see them at different times of the day or different times of the week. But what I knew, the reality is that you're you're in, at home every day for hours. You know, you're in a and if that environment isn't a good environment, if it's an at risk environment or the elements of that environment could cause you 
to stumble, be in danger, different things, then you're kind of around trauma a lot of times and things like that. Um, how do we minimize that the idle time in those spaces? And that was where it was crazy, but me and Vern had a conversation and I'm expressing to him, man, I'm looking into doing some other things, um, possibly alongside you for Christ, but I just need I need an outlet to kind of execute, you know, this this deep intentional work in the neighborhood space of where I'm at. And he's like, that's crazy because I've been really looking at taking my business model and creating a um, a nonprofit leg of that model. And I've been talking with my friend James about it. And we trying to and I was like. Let's all get in a room together. So me, Vernon, and James sat down, and it was just fireworks from that point. And, I mean, we just – I mean, when I say we took off sprint, like like somebody just shot the gun in the Olympics, and we just went for it. Uh, that's so exciting. So is it inside – do you have a location then inside uh, Groofly, or is it not a physical place? So, Groofly does have headquarters, but the the Urban Bridge uh, right now, our office um, out of our youth center on Martin Luther King. So, um, okay. MLK, North MLK. So, we do have a facility where young people come after school. Okay, awesome. When people ask you about your business, what do you say? How do you describe your products or services? Are you selling yourself short because you just can't put it into words? You're good at what you do, but it's not always easy to communicate how you're great at your work with simplicity. But now you have help. My friend Andrea at Strategic Hype will help you clarify your mission and communicate your value with a hype kit. This process will help you cut through the noise and share the best of what you do. We recently did a hype kit for Made Possible By, and it has allowed us to really simplify our message in order to get greater reach. For details on all the good stuff you'll get out of this hype kit, email andrea at strategic-hype.com or reach out to us and we will personally connect you. What's good, people? Hey, this is Hetty again. I just want to, first of all, let's give a shout out to Tracy, our great host uh, for the conversation around good podcasts. We also want to give a shout out to another one of our sponsors, and that sponsor is Plenty Mercantile. We love, love, love the team at Plenty Mercantile. They have been great supporters of our platform. And so we're thankful that they are now sponsoring this podcast so that we can get great stories, inspiring stories out to you, the listener. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the story. It's been around since 2012. They have several locations. They have one in uh, downtown Oklahoma City in the historic Automobile Alley. They have one in Edmond at Spring Creek and then also one in Chisholm Creek 
And uh, the downtown store has a great rooftop venue and a warehouse for events. So uh, please check them out. You can go to their website at www.plentymercantile.com. And there you'll also find all their social handles. I follow them. Uh, the Made Possible our team follows them. So we want you to go follow them as well. And they would love to meet you. So go ahead and stop by one of their locations and just always remember shopping uh, at local retailers make makes a big difference. All right, let's jump into this episode. I'm tossing it over to Tracy. So tell us about what you do. So with Urban Bridge, our uh, our main focus is being able to bridge or create pathways that connect people for um, just holistic growth. Holistic growth. Um, so economic, financial, um, spiritual, mental health, education, um, all of those things. Like we want to help create pathways for young people and families and adults as well. Uh, so there's a couple legs of what we do. One leg is just micro entrepreneurship. Uh, where you're mentored by by business leaders, but also we also provide micro investments to people in underserved communities who may have a harder time getting investments to get their ideas going. Are there things that they're good at launched and started? That's one leg. But the other leg is the Bridge Impact Center, which is focused on teenagers uh, and tweens <laughs> um, and really focusing on getting them not only uh, – started in those conversations of where do you want to be where do you want to go what could happen and helping them kind of see the big picture and the vision exposing them to um as much as possible open up conversations to real mental health um we actually have mental health on site we have a therapist on site full-time who facilitates groups but also offers free therapy to the students and their family members as well um really to just help kind of like kill that stigma of like mental health as well. So it's like, this is just a part of what we do. Um, athletics, you know, we have, uh, it's a really cool thing we're doing now. We've been kind of doing like the boxing training, things like that. But as we expand, we we'll do some more sports things. Um, but it's really about the discipline it takes to, to, to be in shape and the exercise and all of that, the confidence you have once you're on a routine, uh, working out, training, all of that. And, um, and then it's just wellness overall, you know, of just taking care of your body. We have a culinary area where we have, uh, we've had people come in and cook with the kids and, and do different things like that. Um, we're partnering with, uh, organizations and companies who want to help us with our financial literacy track, um, with our STEM track, with science and technology and computer labs. Um, and we're also partnering with a company now that's helping us get all the things we need together for uh, media. So this is, I'm really excited about this, but branding and media and things like that. And if, and as you can see, like a lot of the things we're talking about are somewhat optional career paths. Um, because for me personally, uh, when I realized that music was, a path for me. I locked in on it. And there was a lot going on in the community where I grew up. 
um, every day. Like I felt like every day could have a could be an episode of a TV show. You know, that's how I felt growing up. <laughs> and when I was able to understand how to program music into a keyboard, and like, okay, so I can play the piano, the bass line, the drums, and the strings all here myself without asking it. That realization, I mean, it was life changing. I mean, I literally would sit in my room for six hours after school straight and just work on music. And mm -hmm. that led to success down the road in that in that lane of my life as well. But I actually had the ability through support from mentorship. Uh, my mom actually bought me my first keyboard to make beats on and stuff. And shout out to that, mom. Yeah, she 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 was bought in right out the gate. Like she's like, mm -hmm. do something. Because, I mean, our family, I mean, we have a rough background with our family. There's a lot of crazy things. And, 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 and my mom is like, she's she's always been like the anchor, you know, in our family and things like that, especially spiritually and, and all of that. So she's just like, whatever would keep me from running the neighborhood, she's in. And whatever would keep me from um, being a teen parent, she was in on that, too. So... My teenage boy is in his room with headphones on, working on music. Fine. Do it all night, you know. Um, but I believe that there was a lot of, uh, that had a lot of life-changing elements for me, you know. And so with the Bridge Impact Center, one of the things is like, I want to, the model we built is intended to not only expose young people to all these different trades, career paths, ideas, and things but also to just open their mind to learning something new and then saying oh look so you like art and graphic design well now you have a place every day after school you could come and just do that and you get great at it and learn it and then you can take that craft and there's no telling what you can do with it um uh, uh but one last leg that's really cool is that we've been able to talk with different businesses that have agreed even and say, hey, if you got a student who's really good in tech or really drawn and in, in good in, in graphic design and even on the culinary side, like we'll take them out of high school into a career field, whether it's through a, a paid internship or, I mean, if they're good enough, they could just come into a job, a full-time job, you know, uh, if they're in their craft and I love that, you know, have kind of having that pipeline to success uh, because number one, we know that the four year college isn't for everybody or every career. You know, there's no reason to go to a four year college unless what you want to do requires it. Um, and so the Metro tech connections and collaborations and the, the Vaterots and all of those are really big for us. And then having partnerships in a community that say, Hey, we heard you got a kid over there who's like really proficient in software development because they've just been working on it all day or creating a game or something. Um, can we come see what they're doing and working on? Or can we show them what we do and see if there's interest and then possibly create like this career mentorship alongside that? Because the one thing I didn't have coming up was like this this element of like self-discovery on the emotional and mental health level and really understanding, like I didn't understand I had trauma until I was like 30 uh, in my thirties that, 
all of the things I saw growing up were not normal things that I was supposed to really see and experience. And unpacking that in my 30s, I was like, man, I wonder if I knew this in my teens, you know, how much quicker I would have moved to um, not. I mean, you can't change everything, but the way that you deal with what happened to you and the way that you process it is so important. You know, like I literally had learned that, like, you get respect at all costs. And if someone tries to take that from you, I mean, even to the I mean, you protect your dignity with your last breath. And that was just common, you know, coming from the place where I come from. But that's not, you know, I can't live my life uh trying to make everybody respect me, you know, I have a family and a wife, you know, so there were just so many, and it's like, why did you feel that way? And I just had to unpack that. And so for our students, that's a really big deal for us is really trying to make sure that they are able to process um, the things that they're going through right now and have a growth mindset. That's a real big element of our mental health piece is, Things are happening, but we're going to we're going to use it as an opportunity to grow and not as an excuse to uh, sit still and or freeze, as they say, you know, fight, flight or freeze to f- freeze or run away. And so I'm, I'm so excited about that, that part of what we do, because it helps bring a different alignment to the other side of like I. I tell kids all the time, your talent will get you there, but your character will keep you. And mm-hmm. character is built through adversity, you know, and it takes time. So, yeah. Okay, that's worth saying again. Say that one more time. Um, your talent will get you there, but your character will keep you there. Nice. Your talent will get you there, but your character will keep you. That's big. Well, I wish. Now, I don't know where I got it from. So That's Okay. That's okay. I, I That's like okay. it a lot, but I don't remember where I heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You guys do a lot. I'm sitting here writing this down, trying to process all of this. <laughs> that's, that's, that is a lot. So yeah. kids, kids can come every day after school um, during the summers. I guess you probably have more time, but you really are a bridge in helping them to find, to find their thing, you know, to find their career path, to find, um, a healthy mental health perspective. And especially after last year, you know, that's a really good, everybody's struggling with that, you know, and, and, and to be able to see ways economically that they can, you know, they can hope for more, you know, absolutely. We're, We're not all, we're not stuck with where we are. We can, we can do things. We can learn new things. And I love that you have businesses that are coming along too to, to mm-hmm. bring kids in. To Do they do oh, yeah. like internship things some of the time? That <clears throat> So that's in the goal down the line. Like that, that's one of my, honestly, when I say like dream, dream goals is that we got young, he gets out of school, he comes, he works on homework for, for a few minutes or however long it takes. And then he goes off site to an office space or a place of business and they get to um, spend time in a trade that they feel, you know, drawn to. Um, When it comes to, I believe like impacting poverty, you know, like 
it's really hard to do that without offering opportunities for people to become financially stable, you know? So like, I believe that food and clothes and all of those things meet immediate needs, but a person being able to use their, their gifting or their skills to, to take care of themselves. I mean, that just, that's a gift that keeps giving, you know, I have a friend who learned, uh, uh, he became an electrician, you know, and it doesn't matter who he worked for. If he worked for himself, he has a job and he's able to take care of his family. Um, and so just really helping him identify like career paths, the skills, the conversation, how does money work? How do you not create debt before you can start doing it? Because the 15 year old can't create debt yet, you know, but. A lot of times, right when that opportunity arises, what happens? You know, I'm going to go get me a car. I'm going to go got a cell phone. I didn't pay the bill forever. And then they sent it to collections and just all of these things build up. And then you're kind of starting life in the hole. And then if you don't have a solid career path, then you never get out of it. You know, mm-hmm. so it's a it's a thing where it's like, I believe that we our intention is to really impact the poverty issue in this community through mental health, but also through financial literacy and career. Uh, our, our, we're, we're fishing pole manufacturers. So we sit in there <laughs> all day and we make fishing poles and give them to young people and say, all right, here's your fishing pole. Now you can tweak it and make it yours, but this is your pole and you go catch whatever fish you want based on the pole you have. Uh, I love that word picture. That's perfect because you guys, it looks, it feels to me like you have the full scope of what humans are, you know, the physical, the mental, the, you know, education, the spirit. I, mm-hmm. you, like I said, you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot. So how can we support you? How can people come alongside and support you? What does that look like? Well, I feel like there's there's multiple ways. I mean, I mentioned businesses really coming in and um, on a mentor type level, you know, just coming in and saying, uh, I'll give you a great example. So a, a marketing company came in and they said, this is the basics of like what someone would need to get into branding and marketing. And we're going to help you get those tools you need to intro it then maybe once a month we'll send somebody to do a workshop with the students. But we'll also be keeping an eye on the students to see who kind of has that natural eye, you know? And then once we see that natural eye, then we're going to come in and focus in on that student and really help them understand the craft and the job and all of that with the opportunity of uh, coming into So imagine, imagine having a business where you get to, cultivate your your star employee from 14 years old Mm. you know and it's like i get to walk with this joker from his intro to this to to this trade or this career or this business up until they graduate where it's like i'm not gonna send him to a university he's ready because i taught him everything you know he's ready to go um that's one thing is just we're just looking for like career mentors, business mentors to come in, even if it's just an intro workshop to explain the trade. And I mean, every single job, nothing's off limits. 
if you have a cleaning business, we want to know, we want the kids to know that that exists. If you're a barber, we want them to know that exists. Like we want to expose them to as many options so that they can become more creative in choosing uh, a future. So a lot of people here, they say, well, I, I, I don't, I don't, I have boring work, but listen, if you're making a living off of boring work, they need a choice. They need to be able to make the decision to do boring work too. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, I'm just an accountant. Well, we need accountants. You know, that's a job that people always need, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's huge for us. The other thing is um, partnership in our space, um, not just regarding the thing that you offer or bring to the table as a business, but more so just on a resource level, you know, making sure that we're able to keep this thing going and be here for a long time because the work we're doing, honestly, we won't see the results of it for a whole generation, you know? Um, so we need, we need long-term partnership so that we can have a long-term impact on this community. And as the Northeast community you know, uh, is gentrifying the students and the people of this community can grow with it and they can, mm-hmm. they're not, they don't have to feel pushed out. They're like, no, I'm right on track here and I don't have to leave, but I now have the means to where as this community, uh, grows and develops and the housing changes and the businesses coming over and all of that, they're tapped right in. And these kids are saying now when they're graduating, they're saying, Oh no, I love being here. And, I know what I know what I need to do and I can afford to live in a nice house here or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to have sustainable impact in this neighborhood community where we serve. I don't want it to be a thing where it's like, hey, you know, how did it go for the first year? How many kids? And it's like, oh, OK, well, cool. You know, it's like, no, like we're looking at four to five years down the line where we're saying, hey, now we can look back and we can really see what the actual impact is uh, for young people in the community. Mm, that's exciting. Can you give us your URL or what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Um, just urbanbridge.org. I mean, that's the info's pretty there. Easy. And, oh yeah, we're easy to find. If you're on, um, like a, if you're an Instagram or Facebook person, if you type in the Bridge Impact Center, we'll come right up. Okay. Um, and that that's if you want to see that project and what we're doing um, in Northeast Oklahoma City with young people. Uh, people tend to be pretty impressed uh, at some of the things we put up just because it's not common things you see really offered uh, to the demographic over this way. You know, I mean, they kids out there kayaking and learning river sport and doing things like that. But that just would kind of help explain or help paint the picture of what we want to do here, which is really just create this exposure to a world outside of Eastside Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. So you said urbanbridge.com? Dot org. Dot org. Urbanbridge.org or the Bridge Impact on Instagram. Yep. Okay. The Bridge Impact on Instagram. The Bridge awesome. Impact Center. Sorry. Center. Center. Okay. Yeah. Bridge Impact Center on Instagram. Okay, so how would you define community? Because clearly you have a lot of moving pieces. So what does that word mean to you? Um, there's a couple. The community in which, in the, I say from the 
perspective that I'm in right now, like the place I'm in, is really about people sharing um, a patch of earth together and trying to reach a certain goal or achieve a certain thing. So, you know, I feel like if you're in Northeast Oklahoma City, we're all sharing Northeast Oklahoma City real estate together. Whether you own your patch and I own mine, like that whole little region of Oklahoma City, we're sharing it and the progress that happens. I, I think we have to work together as a community to see it become a flourishing part of Oklahoma City as well as uh, the other mm-hmm. places in the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So not just a place uh, ge- geographically, but also like how else would you branch that out to being, I don't know what I'm saying. I do. I got you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the Bridge Impact Center is a location, a geo, you know, yes. yeah, whatever. Yes. But community as in uh, people, I believe that it's a group of people working towards a goal or that share a common set of values uh, that they believe in, such as if we're the, um, the community around progressing good things, then you know, anyone who's doing good, sharing about good and giving into good fits in that community. And we're all running together to see good things happen. So mm, there you go. There you go. I love it. Working together. It all comes back to that orchestra, it does. you know, everybody playing their instrument and doing their thing. So the, you guys do a lot. Clearly you would not be able to do that if you didn't have people investing in you and believing in your programs, believing in those kids. Um, You said that you have businesses that invest in you, not just um, with their time as far as being mentors, but also financially. Um, How do you think it's okay? Or do you think it's good for businesses to share their stories of good, to share how they choose to invest in their communities? Absolutely. I think just as important it is for me to share about what I do with hopes to inspire people in other areas and communities to do the same. I think the same uh, responsibility is on businesses to share, you know, the good things that they're helping uh, impact because there are other businesses that are watching and saying that's really cool that that business is doing that. We've benefited from that, by the way, in the past where one company came in and a friend of them called and said, Hey, I heard that these guys, you know, gave you some money. We want to come take a tour and possibly, you know, uh, our, our business can give some money and, and help this thing go as well. It's a big deal, honestly, because if no one thinks anybody's giving, then it, it's not, um, it's not a common value in business. And, if giving is a common value in the business world, then we kind of have this cycle, this circulation of, of impact happening um, that keeps feeding back into itself, I believe. It's so doing good is contagious, right? When we see absolutely somebody doing good, we want to do our own kind of good. And, and sometimes we join alongside with somebody and sometimes we go find something new. You know, I was meeting <laughs> with the business yesterday and they said, we want to find the nonprofit that needs love. Help us get connected with them. You know, and I, I really love that in the sense that they may not get a lot of notoriety for jumping on board with something that everybody else does but they wanted to find somebody who needed something. Yep. So yep. yes, I love no, it. Go true. find your good, find your good people. 
Yes. That's awesome. So Marcus, give us your 30 second shout out, your motivational statement or call to action. What do you want to leave us with today? Um, I just want to say, first of all, thank you guys, because y'all, the work you're doing, going and identifying, you know, individuals, businesses, organizations, I think that's huge. Um, Big shout out to uh, anybody out there who's listening and looking and seeking ways to make an impact in the city. It matters from a a young kid from Eastside OKC that's doing work. I'm telling you, every phone call, whether it's 500 bucks or 50,000 bucks, we feel it. We feel appreciated. We feel seen, loved, all of that. So find where your heart is and get connected however you need. We have been so encouraged in this season just by the outpour of people just trying to see what we're doing and trying to figure out how they can be a part. So it matters. Don't ever look at what you can uh, what you can't do or what it I promise you it it matters. It has an impact on us. It has an impact on others like us and uh, it helps us have the fuel we need to keep doing what we do. Mm, that's great. It does. It matters. So often people I hear people say, I don't have a lot of money, you know, so I don't feel like I can do it. It doesn't matter. $25, you know, that makes a difference, you know, or maybe it's your time. Sometimes our time is way more valuable, you know, volunteering, coming to teach a class about whatever business you do would definitely Absolutely. have long-term impact to your kids. So let find me, your let thing. Me tell you this. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to interrupt it, but I had a donation come through for $10 a month, $10 a month. And I was like, cool, you know, but I didn't dig into it. I saw it pop up on, you got to donate. I went back and looked at that, at who gave that. And it was an adult that used to be one of my students Mm -hmm. that found it. And they, they set themselves up on a recurring donation. That $10 has such an impact on me that, I mean, and, and obviously, you know, a six-figure donation has an impact as well. Yes. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, what 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 more validation do you need in the work you're doing, you know, than someone that you used to serve in this same, you know, space of work uh, coming back and investing? So, yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes those $10 gifts cost that person more than somebody who's able to write those bigger gifts. I'm not yes. saying those bigger gifts don't pinch as well, but sometimes those smaller ones, they're mm-hmm. harder to do. So shout out, shout out to the $10 gift people. We, we feel you, we see you. We do. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marcus, for taking the time to share with us today. We're, we want to circle back with you down the road to hear more about cool stories and new partnerships that maybe through listening to this podcast, people are able to get connected with you to help you do more good in your community. So thank you again. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for another conversation around good. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on a story of good. Made Possible by makes giving easy for community-minded businesses and provides a better way to share their stories of good. Go to madepossibleby.us for more information or to sign up to be a guest on our podcast. Now, get out there and make good loud.